Namaste. So the subject which I have been asked to speak on is a bit unusual, though it should be there in uh, in the medical fraternity, and it's about the healing energies of love, the healing power of love. And I remember long back uh, I had read a little article. I think it was in the late 90s. Uh, wherein they had introduced a special program in Harvard School, and it was called the Healing Touch, where there were 15 days uh, internship rotation, not for other subjects, but just to introduce the Healing Touch, which is so much missing. And so I often say that there are uh, two kinds of doctors, rather three kinds of doctors. One are the technical doctors. You know, most doctors are like technician. You know, what does a technician do? He fixes a fuse. So he knows practically what is to be done when you have a problem. Now, of course, one needs to know technique. Definitely, there is no doubt about it. You can't be saying that I am going to prescribe you any medicine and take take it with faith and you'll be cured. <laughs> that certainly he needs to know because when Shirobindo was asked that, well, um, what if you give a wrong medicine and you invoke the grace? He, he said that then the grace has to work to first to correct you of the uh, harm that can be done by the dravya guna so each dravya has its own guna so he must know the technical part but technical doctor is more like you know ai but uh, you project everything he is the one who asks you symptoms his mind is in a calculation mode writes a, a prescription or gets investigation done looks at it we need it but that's uh, not enough then there are good doctors so what is the difference between a technical doctor and the good doctor the good doctor Uh, brings in a little more wisdom you see it's one thing to know all the things and prescribe as per the textbook but a good doctor knows also where not to prescribe where not to do certain things and he understands there is in him a wisdom which has come over period of over number of years so he is not just an information um, overloaded computer where things are going into the brain as per the latest protocol and he is just following exactly the protocol which has been given everywhere he brings in the element of wisdom the factor which uh, is missing it can't be brought in textbooks it comes over a period of time through experience and the great doctor brings in not only information and wisdom but the, this power of love uh, in medicine we use the word compassion they are all different shades so when we use the word love we should be very clear what we are speaking of because the moment we think of love we think love between two human beings but love is a tremendous power in fact it's there in the whole creation when we look at it from the spiritual point of view then the whole creation is an act of love and its progress is a labor of love so love in its essence is the power that keeps one all the different elements of creation united and interconnected you know it, even in physics it's operating when you say that an electron here and an electron in moon uh, they if you observe both of them you'll see that there is a kind of correspondence between them so this is because there is this power of love which is holding it's bringing out of chaos look at it like before uh, the atom is formed what is there it's a state of indeterminate chaos particles just jostling in all over wherever and they begin to be brought together to create building blocks so love is that which in its origin has come from the highest entered into creation and it starts taking creation upward and it starts by bringing together the different elements and creating something beautiful the first beautiful thing that uh, love creates is atom very beautiful when you look at the structure and it creates universe look at the galaxy so there is another aspect of love which is intimately linked with it and that is beauty and the third aspect of love is harmony because when we look at it's very easy to look at material creation when we look at it look at the galaxy the stars have you ever imagined that why don't they just collide with each other well they do but still you know it's so beautifully done uh, that every day when you look at the sky i mean if if the randomness and chaos was more prominent perhaps you know it wouldn't have gone even to that extent so love and harmony go together and the last aspect which is we can say the very origin of love is ananda so these four things are always together so what is the relation we can say that when creation is absorbed back into its creative force then it is bliss 
it is completely absorbed back into itself and that's why the closer we come to the creator the more ananda we experience and the farther we go from him the more suffering we experience and this is the inbuilt mechanism of justice in nature by the way the people often ask hell heaven etc we don't need to bring in if a person by his acts and what acts selfishness and meanness cruelty hatred jealousy is born out of that moves further from the creator or the creator's consciousness in extreme division he is always in a state of anger unhappiness this is what we see in the asuras son of ditis and datyas on the other hand the closer he comes by his kind of generosity by selflessness by opening out by you know opening out to this whole creation goes more and more towards unity so he is in delight now what more um, reward and punishment you want because ultimately if you see that every human being wants happiness not that he is striving only for happiness there are many other elements in creation then if you have a natural delight then it's wonderful so this delight is actually the sap of life it is the sap of everything because it is the origin of creation creation is an act of delight delight pouring itself on creation becomes love delight creation held back within bliss or creation going back and joining to its creator is bliss and creator leaning towards creation to rescue it becomes love and love has these two one flower and fruit the flower of love is beauty beatitude and the fruit of love we may use is harmony so this is uh, they are intertwined these four wherever you have one all other will be there they are like uh, twins or cousins and they will be there so now if we look at an illness what really is an illness the illness is all illness is essentially a disharmony and why does this disharmony come within the being because one part is uh, overused and the other part is diminished so this is one of the basic causes like overuse of an organ or misuse of it like ayurveda says that many things are because of either overuse or misuse or uh, lack of use dystrophy or abuse which is very common in uh, you know human nature because of a certain perversity which has come so if we look at illness fundamentally as a state of disharmony then the force which can bring in harmony automatically and can also bring in the force of life the rejuvenating force of life is love look at the experience of people who are ill there are two kinds of people who are ill one who are ill outwardly but inwardly they carry the joy of life very rare i have seen today only i was describing this state of you know how what bhakti can do to a human being just this morning i have seen our uh, you know one of the elderly ashram sadhak nearing his 90 and uh, he had most likely probably a maybe an aneurysmal rupture and you know serious condition blood pressure has fallen down to 60 and he has um, hematemesis and all these things are taking place absolutely black blood coming out and in the morning when i saw him uh, he say how are you feeling he is uh, smiling and saying i am feeling a little uneasy that's all nothing no other complaint so he goes and we start him on you know nilorelin whatever protocol has to be done so after an hour when i asked him so how are you feeling so he said ah i am in heaven now we know outwardly that his condition is not yet stable he is in a serious condition but he is in heaven so where does this come from so this kind of patient in them the force of life force of life which sustains life is the same creative ananda it is the sap of life if you have ananda within yourself you will see that it will push you to progress ananda has that capacity it pushes you to progress because it's the creative impulsion in nature at one place shrivinda says very beautifully he says peace is the sign of the lord's presence in his static aspect the purusha ananda it's the sign of the divine mother because she is the creative aspect so this is one kind of patient where inwardly they can be in a state of joy and regardless of what's happening to the body they don't suffer they don't suffer in life they don't suffer in death and they don't suffer in the after life because they are in that constant state but there is another kind who even with a small illness 
they are constantly living as if in a state of worry. You see, when he describes Sri Krishna about the Asura, one of the qualities which is very strange, he describes many things, vanity and who are always thinking, oh, today I have slain this enemy, tomorrow I will conquer that enemy, today I have this much wealth, tomorrow I will have that much. This is the Asura's temperament. But one thing which is very difficult to understand that why it is Asuric is, because, you know, he is constantly worrying about thousand things. What is going to happen tomorrow? What is going to happen to my progeny? What is going to happen? And, and that worry drives his life. Very unfortunate. It's not joy which is driving him. Most human beings, when they are living, you ask them why you are living. If they have a child, they will point out towards the child. And you know, it is because bachche ke liye. Worse still, papi pet ke liye. I mean, what kind of a crude uh, thought there could be. But because they are either for self-survival or for children or for why family... This is the most absurd kind of thought that one can have. But the real essence of life is progress. So, bliss comes to push us. And wherever there is that joy, there is also the enthusiasm to progress. And where does, where is the core from where delight comes in human beings is from the heart. That's the source of love. That's the source of delight. And, um, if this is suppressed, which unfortunately happens in the course of our education, all left brain centered, left brain centered, all analysis, analysis, analysis. So what happens? We do it at the expense of something most important. So I keep suggesting to doctors and many doctors know it. It's They have learned it over a period of time that along with whatever you are prescribing, please add three more vitamins, most indispensable. So the one vitamin is vitamin F. Faith. Instead, we are having toxin F. Fear. Constantly fear. Fear is a disintegrating force. It will disrupt the whole system. Many of the corona patients recently, we know that, you know, they've died out of overreaction of the body. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> the lung tissues have been damaged because of the overreaction. The immune system has hyperreacted. Why it has hyperreacted? Because there is panic. It's like you have a little mouse in the house and, you know, people with rifles are shooting the mouse. So what will happen? You will probably kill or may not kill the mouse because mouse will find its way. Rifle is the wrong thing to kill a mouse. But you may end up injuring some other creatures all around you. So something like that, a overreaction of the body because it's not in a state of quietude. Whereas faith brings quietude because it has a healing. Uh, healing takes place when there is a state of faith and there is a state of quietude. The second vitamin is vitamin G. Grace, most important. So faith opens the door to grace. Grace here is the highest force that can cancel the entire chain of determinism. Because in science we talk about cause and effect. But if you go to the origin of creation, what is the original cause? So original cause is delight. That's how the scriptures put it. Anand. Because of Ananda, the creation burst forth. So when it, I mean, I'm not talking of the Buddhist scripture, which has been misunderstood as original causes desire, as if the divine could be seized by desire. So it is Ananda. It's the original cause. Now this original cause has the capacity to annul all intermediate causes because it's the original power. So if there is the joy of being very often, Lot of sickness is because the joy of life is getting diminished. And see, this is what happens. How does illness grip us? Physical symptom, just a little. Then fear starts coming. Anxiety starts coming. After some time, you can't feel happy. Even when something which you really feel happy about, you can't feel happy. So this is vitamin G. That grace is the capacity. It's the, at the origin, the greatest power. And it can completely annul the entire chain of cause and effect because it has that it is the highest power and grace invariably takes the form of ananda when you receive it rightly when you it helps us progress and when of course we don't receive it rightly then that's a different story <laughs> altogether but vitamin g is missing and the third indispensable vitamin which opens the door to both and that is vitamin l so a lot of illness at different levels and even at the most physical level are because of lack of this vitamin. And in today's generation, it's a civilizational disease. So why love is missing? Where any society, now Ananda is not hedonism. Hedonism is the opposite of Ananda. Hedonism is seeking after pleasure. Why do men seek after pleasure? Because they don't have Ananda. So hedonism is... The ignorant way, it's the asuric way. I must drink, I must enjoy life because they are not having a natural pleasure. 
natural joy. If you have a natural joy, why would you go towards it? Because you will see it so degrading. Anybody who has experienced the inner joy will never feel like, you know, touching alcohol or going into, because immediately he will know, oh my God, I have lost that state. And he will tend to come back to it. He will not seek anything artificially because he's having it. He will multiply this ananda in countless ways. So this is one of the factors, you know, it's, it, the joy of life tends to be sapped away. And most illnesses, see after viral fevers, one of the things which is missing is joy. And it takes time for it to come down, come up. And even in normal life, we live as very joyless beings. Why is this joy missing? Because heart is missing. So why is the heart missing? Because we have never really given any importance to this energy of love. On the contrary, a mind-centric civilization teaches us love, dangerous. Why? Because we think love is only adolescent love between two human beings. Love is not that. It's there in whole creation. Love the plant in your... Often I tell people, you know, at least love yourself to start from there. It's the most... <laughs> love yourself. Some people don't love themselves. No, It leads to a lot of problems. They start having body image problem. Oh, I'm not good. I'm not good looking good. I have seen people who are in every way, nice figure, everything by whatever standards, uh, ignorant human beings have. <laughs> I use this word. But yes, there can be a perfection of form or a beauty of form. And yet, they are very unhappy. They are looking for ways and means to actually not enhance, to actually spoil it. Nature or God has endowed them with something. But they are, you know, extreme diet, extreme measures, trying to all the time because this this sense of bad body image. On the other hand, I have seen people who are plump, and very happy people. They don't care about it. And they overall, uh, you know, reflect a lot of, lot of beauty and joy they release in the atmosphere. So all these things which uh, tend to diminish vitamin L in our system. So if we start loving ourselves, it's okay the way I am. Nature has made me like this. Okay. Let me, that's why they say that the ability to make fun is measured not by how wittily you can pull down somebody else. It's about how you can make fun of yourself. So as a psychiatrist, I used to say this, you know, I used to, a lot of jokes. So one of the jokes which I used to narrate, uh, still narrate is two psychiatrists greet each other. How do they greet each other? So the psychiatrist, one psychiatrist will say to the other, you're okay, how am I? <laughs> it's great. I mean, to make fun of yourself, it's like you actually, it means you have accepted yourself the way you are. You are not feeling bad about it. You can, you know, find with it. So this is one of the fundamental thing. And then this love must extend into everything around, into with the plants we are dealing with. Why? Because when we love all these things, we think it is the medicine which is going to cure us. We don't know that universe is filled with energies of healing. We are not connected with it. Mother used to give such cures, somebody having tuberculosis. She said there is no disease like tuberculosis. So one of the persons I know, she gave this. One person says, you continue to work. Are you getting joy in it? He said, yes, continue to work. Got cured. Spinal tuberculosis. Another person, she, she would say, go to the garden where he was dealing with roses. Because it's a question of release of this energy inside. So the garden heals you. The sun heals you. The river heals you. The cool breeze heals you. Open the windows inside and outside and see healing energies will come. Now we have shut all the windows, doors. So they often say, you know, when you use AC, you have a greater risk of corona. This used to come. I suspect it's poor. AC is okay. There is a technical reason for it. But AC means you have closed everything in the house. Which means you are depriving yourself of natural sunlight, natural movement of air, which comes and washes away many things. So water, water has tremendous healing power. Every night, if you just wash your hands and feet thoroughly, it washes away formations. This is something I learned very, very early. Why one should wash the feet? There is an occult reason for it. Lot of formations which are hanging around. They just get washed away. And then you see how relaxed you feel. But why are we not able to do it? Because we have not formed a relation with any of these things. People in olden times used to walk on grass. And they would say, you know, it, 
it is very good for the eyesight now why was grass and now they take now they spend money to take mud bath why because people said if you walk barefoot on mitti you will get hookworm all kinds of diseases are now hovering in the mind and of course the roads are also not good but if you can make special places where people can still walk see the ashram playground i love this aspect you can walk barefoot or you can wear a shoe i love to walk barefoot because it's clean it's nice and when you walk on barefoot on uh, a soil or sand what are you coming in contact with the earth element of course playground is special because mother has walked there you are coming in contact with the element of earth these are the five elements of which our body is constituted and all imbalances if you really take the chinese ancient chinese system indian system tridosha what are tridosha vat pitta kapha there are these three elements pitta is fire vata is the air and kapha is the water the the other two are earth element and the the space element so earth is the base and the space is um, of course we know the vastness so these are the three in chinese medicine they will use uh, different terms wood element or iron they have such terms i i don't re- recollect now but essentially it is these elements which create an imbalance and though these elements are subtle energies they are not like fire means this fire but this fire also represents that so when we come in contact with it have we noticed that when there is a fire burning in the house we have lost that sight altogether except in winter sometime people use this you know when the gas cylinders came they replaced it cooking became easy but you lost contact with something which was fundamental to life just watching the fire i don't know whether the people have watched it or not but i have enjoyed watching a fire still do and seen many of these sometimes you'll see in uh, movies even now people have this when they want to be happy together celebrate what do they do bonfire and unfortunately it has changed into what is that steak and whatever it's called i don't know huh? barbecue unfortunately uh, so <laughs> but natural fire gathering around the fire it doesn't have to be winter why because it ha- if you love that element then that element is a physical symbol of something much deeper and that begins to enter into you and rush into you uh, i'll just narrate one example i remember going from delhi ashram to uh, subrata park air force where i was staying so my friend vp sharma he is of course now into a lot of organic so we were going together uh, after a study um, we used to read something from shirobindo uh, five days a week and together and it was pouring suddenly started pouring like anything and we had to come back so now it's about 10 km stretch and pouring and pouring and uh, we were hardly wearing anything and it was towards later side i mean the winter is beginning to pick up and it was an unexpected rain so i said let's do some agni mantra so i started invoking just agni agni mile purohitam like that and actually not only me even he felt that there is a warmth inside which is coming up so these elements how do we relate with them through love you can't do a mantra mechanically you have to believe there is a deity you have to believe you can connect with him how do we invoke grace through love if we don't believe that if we think grace is something like an impersonal entity some divine power or superior power superior power means nothing titans have superior power this concept of superior power is a very dangerous one titans are far more powerful than we human beings so if we talk about superior power they will say yes ravana with 10 heads and uh, all the elements he has captured so he'll say yes i am a superior power compared to you mortal so it's not superior power it's love compassion which is embodied in the divine and when we open to him through this door of love this is the simplest of means given to human beings and then we see that grace comes and this love is love implies full of trust confidence how does a child love a mom child is not uh, worried i have got this disease i have got this problem parents are worried child is crying mother and father are there so that is the relation we can form with the creator 
Why don't we form? Because we are very self-sufficient people, full of vanity. I know it all. I don't need a creator. I am the creator. Yes, man is a mini creator. <laughs> But a mini creator and the original creator is something like, yes, I am also fire. You light up a lamp and say, see, I can recreate the sun. It also dispels darkness. Yes, the lamp dispels darkness. The sun also dispels darkness. <laughs> But there is a world of difference. So this love, through love we create a bond with the universe. Mother would say, make friends with the sun. Friendship is another aspect of love. Make friends with the sun. Why are you thinking, oh, sun is too hot, scorching? Make friends with the rain. You see, people who make friends with the rain, they walk in the rain and they actually get rejuvenated. But uh, at least I have experienced this. To play in the rain, to jump in the rain, to walk in the rain. But the moment medical science, you know, you will get pneumonia. I have never understood who gets pneumonia because of rain. <laughs> rain, I mean, it's not about the cold. It's not like... Don't draw a correspondence that because walking in rain is good, so eating an ice cream is good. No, they are not connected at all. Walk in the rain, it joy. Similarly, walk in the sun. She says that it heals us of uh, things like anemia. Of course, vitamin D nowadays is coming in a big way, and even you can form relation with trees. They release energies. the mother has an experience sitting with the cherry blossom tree and she says that you know in the in cherry blossom tree you have the uh, cure for the remedy for the problems of the spring so it has this ability to cure spring allergies many things like that you know when there is a fresh bloom so it it is something which is like a natural uh, enough healing energies are there in the environment when we were children we were told and told in the form of a story the story used to be ki somebody is going from one village to another so he asks for advice so parents give an advice so or a wise man gives an advice so he says see you go there will be lot of tamarind trees and lot of neem trees okay so avoid the tamarind trees but wherever you see a neem tree you lie down under it so what was the reason much later you realize Tamarind is good because as a this thing is very good. Unfortunately, it's not used very often. I mean, in the southern parts, it is used. But tree, you know, the significance of the tree neem. Much later, I realized and I said, "Oh my God, they carried a wisdom which we missed." You now, the name of the tree neem, what mother has given, spiritual atmosphere, and it was inbuilt in the system. So, having a neem tree in your house, having a Tulsi, all these things, and entire world of plants. We don't need to extract, take extract, you know, do with all this and create a pill and then eat it. That's much later. Just to form a relation with all these trees, they absorb vibrations. They are very, very responsive, and they understand animals. Animals are nowadays being used for therapy. There is a story of a cat who. Uh, who died um, because you know it was attacked by some people and then it died and uh, the person i think it was amal kiran's wife she went to mother with lot of distress so that time the mother told her ki you know you were last few days what were you asking constantly she said i wanted to change the house change the house change the house and he says you know this desire was calling the force of adverse attacks on you Because when you want this kind of outer change, it's a desire. We don't realize that we are unwittingly drawing the adverse forces. So, what did this this cat had died? What did this cat do? They are extremely sensitive to the vital things in the atmosphere, and she sacrificed her life to save the owner. The story actually documented by the mother. When we were children, we had we were told that you know, if dogs are crying. it means it's not good don't take somebody's name that time because he may die now this is superstition but there is some truth in the fact that dogs and cats are extremely sensitive to vibrations of forces which we are not and if we understand this whole creation in terms of the play of forces then they have these energies dogs can hear things which we cannot often you will see dogs suddenly getting up and looking here and there there is nothing 
not even a rat or a mouse but they get up like that observe a dog's behavior and then it will go back to sleep because they are sensitive and they are not only sensitive because they are belong to the animal world they invoke the spirit of a particular species to throw it away because naturally they do it they are not complicated beings like us the moment they sense a danger in the atmosphere they instantly make their instinctive response they absorb our depressions it's used now in therapy depression depresses the immune system lot of illnesses people don't realize when they dated back when did the healing start they will remember well god of course but also dog because you know it was there it was absorbing your energies and releasing love in the atmosphere because dogs have that capacity to some dogs even one man dog they they are very loving but some dogs are very very loving so they give you that energy of love which human beings lack so sometimes they like to you know cuddle a dog so these are this a whole world now how do we really receive this energy and how do we Uh, release it with regard to the patient so receiving this energy make an active bond treat everything as something living even the house the bed as something living it's not just a slab of stone so all of them are so happy they give transmit this happiness stay in that state when we are you know dealing with things plants caress them say say good morning to them they will respond if you ignore them they don't like it so you know we can in nature it bounces back you know as they say the law of karma so it form an active bond trees go and touch caress it you'll see some people you know going around the samadhi with the service tree it's not superstition people may do it unknowingly but it has its meaning so when you do that that like anybody no if you touch a hold a person person feels good is it it there are some people who are very touchy who don't like but generally people like if you hold the hand and so what do you do touch you have formed a connection it's like when you go to a petrol station you have to open and connect so touch is a means to connect you can talk to plants and trees but don't do it too obviously because they will refer you to a psychiatrist and pata nahi pedon se baat karta hai something is wrong with this guy are better than talking to many human beings you know they can be so depressing <laughs> talking to human beings is the only normal sane thing talking to god is insanity talking to plants is verging on the border of insanity talking to animals is childishness talking to human beings especially when you are discussing the political affairs of what's happening in china or the abstruse academic things ah he's brilliant fellow <laughs> brilliant nahi hai he has missed out on the most important aspect intelligent people do that which is going to help them really in life in progress or generally keeping healthy so intelligent people know that love is the tremendous power it is fools who don't know it so release this energy and how to release it first you start loving love things which are around it will come back to you with the patient compassion it's not like you have prescribed the medicine when we look at you know i have seen doctors who are very compassionate and patients somehow feel it they respond better even if they somebody dies their relatives know it that this doctor has really been very compassionate it has supported them in their journey so this compassion of course true compassion comes from a state of wisdom it's unfortunately called compassion but it's okay it is normally born of a certain kind of kindness even pity kindness and pity are ignorant movements but they do little bit of work but when you look from above like buddha you understand the real causes of suffering and you have the strength to pull somebody out of it that is compassion similarly we have other movements gratitude opens the doors of love generosity anything which makes you wide will open to love anything which makes you small and small that's why jealousy hatred are just the opposite of love why because they are shrinking 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 love like delight wants vastness if you're not wide enough love will not pour in delight will not come
and inner healing will not be able to take place. So compassion, gratitude, generosity and most importantly how to communicate. You know there was something very beautiful about the old time doctor which we have lost. I still remember those were days when the doctor would just put a hand over the head and say, Beta, take jayega. Or if he knew ki it is beyond him, then he will say, ki Beta, Bhagwan Hena, dekh lenge. Abhi, if the doctor says Bhagwan Hena, don't you think, yaar, <laughs> mera time aagya. Because we have, we have invested all our faith in doctor. So the day doctor says ki Bhagwan hai, matlab he has given up. And if doctor has given us, given up, to Bhagwan kya karenge? I remember one doctor friend he told his one person ki ab itna moh maya kya ab Gita padhiye ab 87 years to ho gaya hai aapka achha tu matlab keh raha hai ki mein mar jaunga you mean to say that I am going to die nahi baba aap karo de tu mera ilaj kar because the grandchild was doctor tu mera ilaj kar mujhe Gita mat padha bhoat padhi hai padha hai follow nahi kiya hai so this is our state. So when we touch like this and say, everything will be fine. Some people say, no, no, how do we know that if somebody is going to die, why should we say this? Because we don't understand truth. Truth is not just truth of the body. When you say everything will be fine, it's not just about the physical condition. It's about the inner condition. It's about the afterlife. Everything is everything. Which means, yes, I want you to recover, but if you don't, still everything will be fine. That's what is meant when you say all is well. All is well is not confined to that outwardly this will be fine. But then you say, oh, I have been saying this, nothing is happening. Because we are a whole world within. So this little statement is an expression of love. But what do we normally do? Lick diya. Acha, payment kaha karna hai? Google pay se kar dena. He medicine practice, you know, medicine to It should be all state sponsored. Health and education, I believe, should not, there should be no, nothing like a charge. It should be state sponsored. Let there be insurance. Let people subscribe to it and whatever you want to subsidize, high quality government uh, places should be there. And uh, it should be taken care of by the state so that you don't bring in all these elements into play, you are a healer, not a businessman. But now it has come, so everything we have lost, that's become like a mercenary attitude. Fortunately, still there are many doctors all over the world who still carry it. The beauty, beautiful side. But this is the second. Third communication is through smile. Somebody said, no, if somebody is not smiling, so what you should do? Give them yours. Smile. When you smile, it it does wonders. It will linger for a long time in the head. But be careful, huh? Whom you are smiling at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doctors should know. I remember as a young doctor, twenty one, twenty two, doing my internship, and one young lady comes and she has chest pain. So usual, you know, that doctor over energetic. So my senior cautioned me, senior means cardiologist. He said, yes, yes, doctor, everything is fine. But you know, you are very smart and you are young. That time, huh? not now. Be careful. Huh? Don't get into too much sympathy. I said, thank you, sir, for telling me this. <laughs> so we have to know, that doctors know, most doctors know how to draw a line, where to draw a line. But still it helps. Certain things help. Even in normal human relationship, it's not only for healing, you have to go to a doctor. You know, friends, nowadays it's found that love even physically heals you. It releases oxytocin. It diminishes cortisol, stress response hormones. It releases oxytocin, which is actually good for healing. It can release endorphins simply because it uh, releases ananda inside your system. So actually it has been found by research that love heals. Even cuddling heals. These are actual researches people have done. You hold somebody, give a hug that, you know, our Munna Bhai MBBS, one good lesson. <laughs> Jadu ki jappi. Everything we have corrupted. 
it's become something bad and because you know all these things but and please don't do it with patience and indiscriminately with anyone and everyone but definitely if in a close personal relationship with our friend or husband wife by friend i mean uh, i mean with husband husband wife or people who love each other in a family system by all means brothers sisters so that you know this healing energy can be transmitted otherwise holding hand when a person is in distress this itself is enough to transmit a lot of healing energies you formed a link and if you can't do either of them at least send a smiley now your smile is for everything <laughs> that's what <laughs> whatever it be the point is that it's in tremendous storehouse within us all that we need to live in this life harmoniously beautifully in a healthy way joyously is all given to us we don't really need anything artificially from outside but we have the mind has created a system combined with the vital commerce pleasure it's like you first advertise mcdonalds then you advertise the doctor who is curing you of lipids lipicure you advertise coca cola then you advertise diabetes medicines this is a worldwide web of falsehood it's a complete net in which human brain has got caught but when you live with the simplicity of that life which the person in the uh, village lived at some point of time most people lived in a healthy way most people and when they had an illness well you have to depart one day they departed very beautifully and gracefully not rushing to doctors paying up bills on ventilators no this was not their life they accepted that there is a change of season what is death they looked at it as a change of season autumn has come but they knew spring is not far behind i'll come back in a new body see this idea of rebirth at least in india i have never understood why people are afraid of death there was a foreigner who had remarked not foreigner let me put it like this mother's granddaughter she once remarked she said you know what is unique about indians indians are not so much afraid of death why because the rebirth concept is there because this truth is drawn from the cycles everything is perpetually reborn it's a cycle in nature everywhere you will see rebirth but in the western context people are very afraid of dying so medicines interventions have multiplied like anything and we like the fools that we are and slaves that we are we have just taken it transported here whereas india is the only land where in where hinduism buddhism sikhism all the religions which are rooted here they all believe in rebirth jainism they all believe in rebirth so when we transport a system like that it's kind of out of tune in the western context it's understandable there is one life if you die after that you will rise one day all from the grave what a dangerous frightening situation it will be whatever the days so one wants to prolong life and you know not to but here we believe it's a change of body complete organ transplant why are we living with so much of fear let's love life let's love the future let's love the divine let's love creation let's love everything that is around but not the love that we understand let us take this human love and transmute it into a beautiful love divine so i'll read some lines of savitri and then we'll close with that <clears throat> yes so you know as we know savitri is conquest over death even material death by the way material death means the ultimate citadel of all that is dark and unconscious that's why material death conquest has that meaning but what is the power that savitri comes armed with it she comes by love and then she tells death that oh death i have triumphed over thee within the first victory oh death i have triumphed over thee within i quiver no more with the assault of grief a mighty calmness seated deep within has accepted my body and my sense has occupied my body and my sense page 
It takes the world's grief and transmutes to strength. This is what a healer can do. Like Shiva absorbed. What is Shiva's taking in poison? Is it strength or is it love? Look at it. What gave him the strength to do it? Love. That's why Shiva is mighty. Out of love, when you know they all ask, this is a yagna going on, what will be your portion? All the gods have to have their portion. Shiva says, I'll drink the poison that will come out. Look at an act of love. Ascetic of ascetics. What a love. But why this love came into Shiva? Because he had slain Kama. When, he, when you slay lust, lust is what? What is Kama? I want for my pleasure. I love for my joy. Not for the joy of the beloved. I want to dominate, possess, is my personal property. So, it's very difficult. But yet, that when you slay lust, then true love awakens. Yes, Two people do belong to each other, but not in this way that they have to forcibly do it. It should be a spontaneous, free self-giving. It cannot be by any kind of legal document or a outer um, force. Then you, this is a very subtle change. When two people out of love commit to each other and honor that commitment, it is something wonderful, it is divine. When it is tried to be enforced like the way of the Asura, then it becomes totally different. This is the difference. Very thin line. The joy of love is, love is always in freedom and love is all about self-giving. So she says that such a person has a power to absorb the grief of others and not only absorb, he transmutes it to strength, takes in grief and gives strength. It makes the world's joy one with the joy of God. My love eternal sits throned on God's calm. For love must soar beyond the very heavens and find its secret sense ineffable. What is the secret sense of love? Not getting personal pleasure, but giving itself. The original love is the impulse to give itself. It's called as the sacrifice of the Purusha. But as Shubhindu points out, more importantly, it is the sacrifice of the Divine Mother. She sacrifices it herself, becomes one with this dark substance. To redeem it. That is the origin of love. It must change its human ways to ways divine. So what does it mean? You should become just a bhakta and a pujari in a temple? No. Something very interesting. You have to read Shurabindu's totality. It must change its human ways to ways divine yet keep its sovereignty of earthly bliss. It is upon earth that the flower of love must bloom. Not in a disembodied state. That is a big challenge. We are all embodied beings. So there is a joy in earthly contact. See when people are confronted with illness, physical illness. There is a joy in that earthly contact. Touch, that is why touch can be so powerful an instrument. But it must flow not from some lower down aspect. It must flow from the very heights. And through this little medium, see how often mother would just put her hand. She would look and pour love, look and pour, touch her contact. It can never be forgotten by those who have received it. She would draw a head and tell, let put on my lap, forget about everything. Touch. Bowing down at her feet, touch. And of course, rarest of rare, Champaklalji, the embrace, mother also with, you know, some of the children. That touch, contact. So that is the earthly bliss. But these are interconnected. If we think that we can, because touch is a means also, you are powerfully opening a passage of all kinds of play of forces. So if you are in darkness, you will transmit. And if you are touching somebody or letting somebody touch you, who is in a state of darkness will come inside. Shobindu's letters are there on this account. The touch is a very powerful means. So be careful, especially when patients are in that state. But one must understand now we are going beyond the patient context. But touch is a very powerful means and we take it very casually. 
any contact, physical contact brings you in contact with the forces which somebody is embodying in a concrete way. Otherwise also it is, it can be there, this world is a place of, but you can shield yourself. But the moment you allow the touch, have you not felt sometimes? Some touches, nowadays we teach children, no? Good touch and a bad touch. What does it mean? How do the children know it? Adults don't know it because they have lost it. Now we teach to the children. But regardless of that, so touch is something which is so powerful. But touch is the means through which earth matter comes into contact with something. Our soul touches the body. It must touch the body. If it doesn't touch the body, that means something remains unfulfilled. So it must keep its sovereignty. Yet keep its sovereignty of earthly bliss. Our lives are God's messenger beneath the stars to dwell under earth's shadow, to dwell under death's shadows. They have come, tempting God's light to earth for the ignorant race. His love to fill the hollow in men's hearts. What is the hollow in men's hearts? Inconscient abyss, which is the source of all the other unconsciousness, falsehood, death. This is the abyss. What can heal the abyss? Love. When mother was asked, Mother, what is it that can make the adverse forces heal, uh, yield? She says, Love. But then she says, It is divine love which can make them yield. Nothing else because it fills the abyss. So, love has this tremendous healing power. Otherwise, people suffer from many illnesses. His bliss to heal the unhappiness of the world, which is the source of all other illnesses. For I, the woman, am the force of God. He, the eternal's delegate soul in man. And last four, four lines with which we will stop. Love must not cease to live upon the earth. For love is the bright link twixt earth and heaven. This is the bright link. Which connects the divine grace, the highest divine possibilities down to earth. If you absorb this power of love within and turn upward, it has a transforming power. If you release out it outside, it helps others. So one has to have that fine balance, but always remain connected inside. Otherwise, uh, it will go into all kinds of channels. So love is the, for love is the bright link twixt earth and heaven. Love is the far transcendence angel here. Love is man's lean. On the absolute. It is through love. Absolute. You know what a line it is. Absolute is beyond every relativity. You can't reach him through anything. Yet through love you can reach even the absolute. Man can lean upon the absolute. Absolute means if it intervenes. Nothing can escape its influence and its power. Love is the far transcendence angel here. Love is man's lean on the absolute. Thank you so much.